Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. set caught me getting ready getting ready for the bunkhouse stampede what getting ready for the bunkhouse stampede i'm coming i'm coming in my i'm coming in my cowboy boots motherfucker hold on a second i'm looking at your email right here it says i thought we were talking about bunkhouse buck bunkhouse buck of wcw fame yes i thought we were talking about bunkhouse i've got all my notes about when he came back as Swagger's dad and yeah him yeah bunkhouse buck I thought that's where we were going tonight well I guess we could I mean I mean uh God do I feel like ha- a God do I feel like a cock have you been thinking that all these weeks when we were well, I, I mean I we tape taping fists and and I had gigs ready and everything well, I mean God, this I guy came in and boom. got a push beyond me I thought fucking this was that was the whole thing this bunkhouse buck. He should never have been broken in, that guy. <laughs> I've heard a couple things about him in a hot tub. Get, go, bring Bunkhouse Buck back up for a minute here. I just need to see some stats. I need to see when he debuted. I don't even remember him, to be honest with you. I was there. I think I was one of Watts's hires. Here he comes. Let's see. Let's see here. When did he join the WCW? And worked as late as... 2010 started he he started in 69 is he still alive i want to call him 19 go back to we go up a little bit down down 1994 golden followed fuller to world championship wrestling where they were managed by colonel robert parker and he was buckhouse bunk Buck. Buck, yeah. Feuded mm. amazingly with Dust, Dust, Dustin Rhodes and uh, teamed with Dick Slater, who was a, a legitimate badass. Dick Slater. Nobody fucked with Dick Slater. Well, there you uh, go. Yeah, anyone out there? 
get schooled on uh, a little bunkhouse uh, buck. Ah, uh, fuck. I feel like an asshole. I'm sorry. That's uh, all right. We'll work it out. It's Monday. We're back with Click This, Kevin Nash Podcast. And uh, uh, you guys have been giving us great feedback, of course. Chris Parker, listening to Kevin talking about washing the towel for the cleaner, made me think of my mom. She hired a cleaner and didn't want the cleaner to think she was dirty, so she cleaned the house before the cleaner came every My week. wife does that. My wife does that. It's like every time before, it's like, oh, by the way, the fucking, the, the, tomorrow the cleaning crew's coming. Like, me and my son look at each other like, so we got to pick up the whole fucking house. Right. God forbid of the fucking people to clean your house actually like, hey how do you how do you run your fucking brain on your TV aren't you supposed to be cleaning there's nothing yeah, exactly. to clean yeah you motherfuckers did it Angie now this has been one of my favorite episodes thus far the pina colada story big fan of the pina colada story it's when of course when you got triple h uh, a little buzzed on the pina colada the teetotaling triple h shane parsig i love the painting behind you at first glance it reminds me of coca beware's bird frankie being blown up i i, I see that i feel it i always it's it's funny that the more that i've been like is my background i look at it the blue feels a lot like the coastal waters in Czechoslovakia. In Czechoslovakia, which is probably what she was going with. What was I her name? My my girl. Yeah, she was probably going to to capture the the more scenic, beautiful. Uh, and then we get the text like, "Well, it is a port. There is a port city. There's your certificate from Renata." The port cities. It's it's reminiscent of the port cities, right? In case anyone's wondering. I always call him coastal, but, you know. Vince 22, the analysis of Ric Flair's last match and Sean's comparison to Sinatra's duets was perfection. The Click This podcast became the best podcast quickly. I agree with you on all counts. Art minus me, looking forward to hearing some awesome music stylings from Nash covering Motorhead on the pod for the Triple H theme. Also, it might need a two-part episode for the Bunkhouse Stampede. Well, you'll get Bunkhouse Buck and then the Bunkhouse Stampede instead of your two episodes. How's that? They're putting you over for your musical stylings when you uh, unleashed some vocals on us. Was that last uh, week? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've got several albums out. I did a. Uh, I did one with uh, where I actually. Uh, Garth Brooks used a, a an alias, but I actually did all the vocals for him. So. Your uh, your sales could be right up there with Shatner's gimmick from the seventies, from the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It's brilliant. Shatner Shatner's still going ninety what ninety? At least ninety. I know that last time I last time I saw him he was ninety. Ryan from the gym. This week sucked ass. Going to drink Kevin Nash's favorite wine, Orange Swift Papillon, and watch Diesel versus Bret Hart at Survivor Series 1995 on repeat until I can recite the match back. Then I'll move on to the bunkhouse stampede. More than one person, by the way, did take photos of their bottle of uh, Papillon. Nice. 
and post it this week. So very nice. Either you drove some sales, or uh, or they were already fans. Who knows? John Marotti loved the Bam Bam story, plus describing the old Arco Arena in Sacramento. I've been there many times. I could picture everything he was describing. Yeah, the- I actually read a couple of comments, and people are like, "Huh." Awfully fucking convenient that both the other guys in the story are no longer with us. Motherfucker, if that was the case, you couldn't tell a story from 80 to 2005. With the wrestler deaths, yeah. Right. It's like, I'm sorry. You know what? Sean Waltman knows the fucking story, so ask him. I won't fucking say a word. I'm sure he's not listening to my podcast. And if you can find those gangbangers... That were at the the, the the quick check or the the mighty mart. I don't even. Not, they 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 didn't gangbang us. I mean, you know. So I mean, they, they. I think they were just some disrespected locals. Oh. Gotcha. It just happened to have, and I said they had an automatic pistol. I'm sorry, man. I didn't get a chance to fucking ask him if it was a Sig Browning 380. I don't know. What the, oh. <laughs> it was black. Yeah, it, did, it didn't have a fucking cylinder holding round, so I guess in my in my mind, I just presumed, you know, the guy had a German Luger. It was part of the Fourth Reich. Well, people want you to be very specific, to hang on to your every word. And man. as I've said before, fucking please let me teabag you. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much more specific in that. I'll even fucking, like, I'll do like aromatherapy while I do it. Like, I'll put a little fucking lavender on my taint. So when you lay back and you get the tea bag, you fucking, you fucking feel all fucking comfortable and fucking relaxed. That lavender fucking aromatherapy on my taint while you take a couple of salty fucking hard-boiled eggs down your gullet. How's that for details? <laughs> you know, I was Not submitting. I've ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was submitting the merch list, and I thought about the, uh, the coffee mug. Instead of just having a show logo on the coffee mug, maybe call it tea, insert tea bag here, and it could yeah. be you. Uh, but now what re- self-respecting guy is going to drink out of that? Nobody. Now how to kill it. It's, it's just yeah. not going to work. It wouldn't I mean, self. You buy it for your wife. Oh, right. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Um, what guy doesn't want to come home and see big sexy teabagging his wife? Teabagging his broad. Yeah, come on. Um, we did have a lot of people respond to um, our discussion about live shows. And so people were suggesting cities and venues like uh, James Grunberg, who said the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It's a, it's a big house to fill. Yeah. Unless maybe there's like a smaller like club in there, comedy club or something in there, maybe a smaller stage, if you will. Brad uh, says, as another listener from Wilkes Bar, I think a live click this here would be a must go. Well, we mentioned that last week. Matt Reichel would love a live click this at Jimmy's Seafood. One of my favorites. Really? Yeah, we get um, every... uh, Lean right up to that mic and and tell me about Jimmy's Seafood. Every fucking Christmas, we get Jimmy's uh, crab cakes, and we have uh, crab cakes for breakfast, crab cakes for lunch, crab cakes for dinner. (laughs) So Christmas is fucking crab... Jimmy's famous crab cakes. Get some grabs, get some crabs this holiday season. Um, so, it, but is it a venue for for? Is there a stage? 
No. All right. But I think I think there might be a, a I've never been, but I think there might be an up like a, like a deck or something. There might, right, be well, the, de- there might be a deck there. I don't the know. The Jimmy's people uh, liked the the tweet from this fan. So uh, if they're, reach I, I, they're my boys, we're all we're all friends. They reach take, out, yeah. reach it's out. A, we'll it's go. It's a great picture, me and Scott and, and Jimmy's. Reach out, we'll do it. Says it's a. Uh, all right, no, uh, Roy Camp, located forty to fifty miles from Delaware, Atlantic City, and Philly. Uh, for casinos, local for bars, three, four bars, three mile range, three of which usually has very good looking staff and patrons, and that's Levoy Theater in Millville, New Jersey. So reach out, Levo, Levo, got that money. Of our people call your people. Yep. You know a place that we probably won't be playing anytime soon <laughs> is is in Vatican City at the Sistine Chapel. No, we're not. We're, we're, it's I. Because you have I, to cover your knees. You have to cover your knees and your shoulders. I'm, I'm preparing to go to Italy. And for that part of it in the Sistine Chapel, your shoulders and knees must be covered. And you wear shorts all and, and your navel. You have to cover your navel. Yeah, let's talk about this. If anyone remembers the uh, – I think it was on the edition of Breaking Kayfabe, the Kayfabe commentary series – Kevin brought up, was pondering a question. I think he was talking with his son, and he brought it up on air. He said, why does Adam, why is Adam portrayed with a navel? I'd never heard that before, but I never forgot it. And I brought it up many times, crediting no one but myself. And uh, if we have an image, uh, if we can bring it up, it's, of course, the center uh, of, the, uh, of the work on right. the Sistine Chapel. And there's, and Too there's soft. Adam. Yeah, clearly rocking the too soft. Yeah, but it, so he if, if it was uh, if it was immaculate, then he wouldn't have a uh, right. He wasn't birthed. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he was. He was just. He was. He was born in the. And, and then on top of that, so as it goes on, so the, that dude right there took his rib and made. Eve. Eve, yes, as the which, story which, goes. Which absolutely, there's no way that they would have any differential in their DNA. And then they would have to populate the entire planet, and there would be no variations of DNA, therefore that everybody would, in this case, be Caucasian. Kevin, are you saying the Bible's a work of fiction? I'm just saying, fuck, like, how can you write about something that there was nobody there? On the first day. On the first day, what? Who got that info? It was a great way to control society, though. One book. Yeah. Makes everyone behave. So all the fucking morons that can't fucking read can sit outside the fucking uh, wall of the castle and be fed breadcrumbs. Well, people still... uh misuse it and can't read it and misinterpret it like crazy today. There's another so. one of my favorites. Go ahead. Fucking every... They brought in the fucking animals two by two under this fucking giant boat. Noah, yes. Okay, so for 40 days and 40 nights it fucking rains. So for 40 days and 40 nights, motherfucking tigers that eat zebras like motherfuckers and all this shit and actually the lions would eat the zebras. But I'm just saying, like, how how did 
I'm thinking some species might not have made it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm on a new diet. I'm on a new diet because I'm eating shrimp, like, like all seafood. Because I'm, I'm, I'm eating what whales eat. Why is this? Is this a result of the stomach issues you had last week? I mean, you had no, an explosive no, asshole last week. Because whales are super strong. Oh, and if you listen to Delia and his crew, that's like, I mean, sorry, sorry, strong guy, but I'm a little bit stronger than you because I'm eating like a whale. Good. <laughs> while we have Jesus, while we have God Himself on the screen, can can we address the? Uh, now the brain—that's that's the cross-section brain, right? Yes. God, God, and the brain. Now, if you look into the inner workings of the of the brain, at first glance, it might you might think it's kind of the 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 grooves of the brain, but they are um, they're uh, cherubs, I guess, right? Angels, angels, uh, holding God, groping God. What do you think's going on there? What was that? Uh the Devil's Attic. What was that movie with, with Pacino? Pacino, where they decided that he didn't scream enough as the blind army colonel in Sense of a Woman, so they made the, him. So was, they made him the devil now. Yeah, he was the devil. He was yeah, the de- he was uh, the advocate, right? Devil's yeah. advocate. With yeah, the, with he was Keanu, an attorney. I and thought the, Keanu Reeves absolutely with, with just a stellar fucking Southern accent <laughs> throughout that. Yeah, Keanu. Um, did I just fuck taught up? us a few I'll, things I'm, about? I'm not, I'm not getting John Wick Five, am I? Yeah, John Wick. Well, I don't know. Was the phone ringing for that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm on speed dial. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So, go ahead. So, so please. Uh, the uh, the Pacino. Uh, if I look just if, if if I'm like this right now, go back to, to double shot. Hello, Mister Vic. There we go. <clears throat> Still got it. I was just bringing back Francis for a second there. Francis are, was are you Kevin's working, character. Are, are you working, Mister Vic? Sorry, Francis, I'm inside you. I'm but sorry. what is the commentary here? That Jesus I, I, in the uh, God, excuse me, God in the mind. God exists in the uh, God exists in the mind of man. Right, reaching out. It seems that. All the effort is on God's part there. Do we see that? The hand, the feet outstretched. out, touching me, touching you. Never realized Sweet Caroline was about the yes. creation scene creation. in the Sistine Chapel. Now, is is like is, is this like a fucking rib? Like, did he, they... Did Adam's he, they, rib. Did they paint it? And they, they, he just said, fuck it, I'm just going to be... I'm just going to fucking put this up there. Well, he's on his back. It's financed already. He's on his back for working for however many years. Who's gonna Who's gonna complain? Yeah, it's God. I'm just saying though, they, as you, as the years went by, somebody went, went like, if I was like, you know, one of the popes, you know, Pope Kev, uh, I would have said like, hey, uh, maybe go up there with the fucking uh, roller and uh, hit that navel a couple of times there, pumpkin. Yeah, I'm telling you, no, no, no one looked up and paused. They went, um, not even the navel either. It's like fucking like on that ceiling. It's the size of Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's yeah. gigantic. Yes, unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, um, are you a friend? To, I read somewhere, and I never brought this up, and I keep meaning to every week. It seems to it seems to fall to the wayside as we prepare for the bunkhouse stampede. Are you a f- big Friends fan? No. 
don't know where I saw this, that you and another wrestler were talking friends, the TV series. But anyway. I think it was, I mean, I think it's a good TV show. I, no, I, mean, I, 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 I read that you were a mark for it. So no, I, I actually, I don't know if I could, I, I don't even know if I could tell you what, um, let me think. I know there's Chandler. Yeah. There's, uh, what was, I don't even know what, uh, Ross. Ross. Very Joey, good. Very good. Then Rachel. Yes. Phoebe and I, and Monica. Okay. So hand the man card over immediately, please. That was in one shot. You got every character. Listen, I'm like, so you just got fro- you just got frozen on my fucking TV for that on my screen for that. Oh, did I? Yeah, I was saying it was a great show. It was a great. It was- What's going on here? One of the create. Did I did I fall out for a minute? It's like a streak. Yeah, like a double stroke. You okay, babe? In my back. You're not gonna fucking show up like fucking uh, like the, the the father on Legends of the Fall, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, this, for the, this is the sensitivity portion <laughs> of the show. <laughs> no denying, Friends was a good show for what it was at the time it was. Well-written characters, once they got fleshed out, great, unique characters. Everyone's got a little one of each of those you know, characters. I, you know, I, want to say, I want to say something to each and every one of those characters, but I'm going to do it as Anthony Hopkins in Legends of the Fall after he had his stroke. Okay? Okay. Fuck it! Fuck it! Fuck it! That's when the Brad Pitt comes back and they decide to have a drink, and he's he's going to have uh, they're going to start the bootlegging, which will eventually cause Brad Pitt, his wife, by an errant machine gun fire or actually Tommy gun. I wouldn't want to be corrected by the oh, it will NRA. happen. So get it right. Yeah, this um with a varmint th- round. There's a varmint round. There's no limit to to your impressions, by the way. Anyone oh, who's locked I, I, on the Jesse, I, I, I go deep. You know, I get it's to, good. That's... And if we could add like a a, a handicap to each week, because I see that's the direction we're heading. Now we had the stroke this week. We'll see next week if we maybe Terry Fox with well, the leg. We brought we we brought up Billy Squire and talked about the stroke, which put me on. That whole thing. I, sooner or later, there's got to be a payoff to that fucking Billy Squire thing. So that was it. That was the stroke right there. Somebody suggested an even more troubling dance uh, by a rock legend would maybe be to bring up silently, but just watch 
uh, the Mick Jagger and David Bowie duet of Dancing in the Street. I guess there's some interesting dancing in the street with those two. But the reason I brought up Friends was I saw a news item that Marta Kaufman, the, the creator of the show, one of the creators of the show, after uh, pledging a $4 million uh, donation to Brandeis University over her guilt about the lack of racial diversity on the show, she then went on to say that she made a mistake in um, – now Chandler's father – brilliantly played by Kathleen Turner with the deep voice uh, because the father is in a drag show. But now she said it was a mistake to refer to the transgender uh, character as the father. But that was the father. He was in a drag show. I'm getting very confused. I have a lot of discussions with my 16-year-old daughter who thinks that uh, I'm a barbarian for not understanding a lot of the uh, the the pronoun gender. I'm trying, but uh, she doesn't understand when you're 49, you know, uh, you lived a little differently uh, prior to this time. And so Mia and I have uh, passionate discussions about this. Now, if it's if it's if it's a man, if it's a, a man, can I say man, if it's a male, born a male. Uh, father's a child, but it, it, it dresses as a woman. Cross, it used to be called cross-dressing. I think that's now no longer acceptable, but dresses as a woman in a drag show. Is this not still the father? They, they would prefer to be called they or them. Even if, even if, even if they're not... Uh, um, I thought it was that he was in the drag show. I didn't know that he was... Uh, okay, so even if he's identifying, and we call him them because he planted the sperm isn't he still the father she says in this article it's a mistake to refer to uh the father as fa as father but it but it was the father he was the father right he fathered the child a school book i think we're better off going back to the fucking uh navel yeah i'm, ex I'm exalted why you think this is going to be too controversial <laughs> no I, it's i don't know it's just what is uh, what is Caitlyn Jenner? Well, that's the full Monty now. Now sh she right. has committed to the right. listen. When you get out the meat cleaver and you know you switch it up down there and and put uh, and change the parts. I mean, it's it's undeniably you would have to call call her a she at, at that point. But I'm just saying, if if Bob Nash decided he was going to start a drag show. And go go in a dress. There's a visual for you. And wear a dress. He's still your father because he was the father of the baby Kevin. Am I wrong? I'm insensitive, I, mean, I, I guess. Would, I'm I would, canceled. I would still consider him my father. Unless he sat right. me down and he wanted me and he preferred me to, to address him in another fashion that he felt more comfortable with, then I would do that. Yeah. But father's more than just the the uh, sociological raising of the kid. It is it right. is it is it is dropping the sperm in there. But I have to right. rewatch the show. Maybe maybe uh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he, he didn't inseminate the mother. I don't know. I have to. Yeah, I think that what she's what she's trying to do is she's trying to to, to back out of a fucking poorly written, very con confusing fucking character. I that's, guess that's what she's doing. I mean, it was just it's. And it didn't stand the test of time. Therefore, now she's coming back 
and trying to cover tracks, and I say, shame on you. What I actually say is, fuck you! Fuck you! That's, I that's, see it. That has been uh, isolated and made a GIF and a meme already, and it's for sale somewhere. Yeah. An NFT, perhaps. How's that uh, going for? How are your NFTs going? Are we uh, good? I just I just spent fucking three million dollars on some of the metaverse because I was told that it was not infinite that it would be fucking restricted. Dropped a, dropped a few mil on a on a, a a fucking block animated monkey head wearing a hat. Jesus Christmas! Looks like fucking Bob Denver. I'm making myself more irrelevant every week. I understand less and less. This is what getting old is, right? You complain about everything. You, know you have what? a hard time with everything. When you when you when you grow up and to leave it to Beaver and my three sons, I'm sorry, man. Like that's a fucking. I'm not going to grab a frisbee and go play fucking golf in the fucking park. I'm sorry. It's not going to do it. You know, I'm glad I'm not Salman Rushdie this week because. Ugh. I, I always, I mean, I remembered the hubbub over the satanic verses when it first came out and, you know, the threats on his life. And it was like, it was like national news. I think 19, I'm going to say 88 or 89, the book was published. And I think and it was 89. It, and it all kind of went away. It was just forgotten. And well, yeah, I, had, I had told it died. Yeah, but I mean, there were still, I mean, there, there were religious ramifications uh, in the Muslim community for, for a lot of what he wrote. Now, it was a novel, and th the power of the written word is massive. It's the nuclear weapon in society today. The world is littered with people's opinions, right. but a book, for some reason... The bound, the bound book is like validity. It's louder. And he was, if I'm sure everyone is aware, he was attacked, viciously stabbed, the eye, what? the neck. Why do you think everybody fucking listens to those, those audio books? They don't want the fucking heat, man. Walk in somebody's house and you see the fucking, you know, the edge of <laughs> you know, on the, on the shelf. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck? But, you know, and the thing is, too, on top of that, though, man, it's just like what's really fucked up about our culture is we, we you know, because we, we're Americans, like our way is, is the right way. And because, you know, because God forbid, you know, the, 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 the Muslim uh, religion at, at, at its, uh, Maybe harshest or, or, or most strict, strictly uh, adhered to is is uh, in, it's it's incomprehensible to us. Mm. Yet that's their belief, and that's so. I mean, if you're going to venture into that and think that you're not going to upset somebody, people will be upset over the fact that we questioned uh, the validity of the Sistine Chapel painting, but. That's just, that's not, we're not saying anything more than how the fuck does, if this, if the Vatican is basically the Mecca of the Christ, of Christianity, how does that go 
you know, untouched. Unchecked, for, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just that's which makes me just think, like, maybe if you guys would fucking stop fucking paying attention to the little fucking boys and maybe fucking, you know, looked up above you every once in a while. Well, if we didn't get him with the Sistine Chapel, Kev, we just got him there, didn't what? we? What? <laughs> Are we on? <laughs> this thing, huh? Hello? But I couldn't Friends? believe. Friends? <clears throat> Had he relaxed security to such a? Now I know they said there was a state trooper present that the that, that the venue. Shit! I, I mean, you get stabbed twelve times before somebody gets there. Jeez! Oh. I mean, I, I would go with I would go with armed guards everywhere I went. If an entire religion, I don't think she put got a hit stabbed, out on. Me. I don't think she got stabbed twelve times in the bathtub in Psycho. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. I hope. Uh, well, it seems he's recovering, which is uh, yeah, which is it, a good thing. at the cost of an eye, which is I'm sure. Yeah, the, you know, the I mean, liver. You know, you know how fucked up it is. Like, if if somebody, if you, if you ever shake somebody's hand and they're missing like one digit. Yeah, and then you realize <laughs> when it's too late. And you can't yeah, and it's scream. just like and then it's like they become part of your family. And every time they want to fucking say goodbye, they want to shake your fucking hand. You're like, oh, jeez. Like, what's worse? The fucking missing digits, the fucking Yakuzai fucking uncle, or the fucking, the grandma, the grandma fucking with the, with the goatee. Yeah. The grandma with the goatee, because those are fucking that, that really wiry, you know, like, like just a couple, like maybe six hairs, but like each one of them's like, it's like fucking a, a copper fucking, you know. Yeah, and you'd have to get a kiss from Grandma when you were leaving the house, right? Yeah. Uh, rub that Brillo up against your face. Her chin, not her cunt. Um, mm. Listen, listen. <laughs> I popped Tristan. That's all I wanted to do today. <laughs> Make sure he's over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> well we, we've definitely fucking went off the deep end this week. If, if more people, oh. if more people had active, healthy, wonderful sex lives with massive erections that Blue Chew could deliver us, we would have so much less strife. We would focus a lot less on our differences. And the stiff one of the week is brought to us by Blue Chew yet again. Guys, confidence is what it's all about. You need confidence in the workplace. You need confidence in the bedroom. Um, when it comes time to step up to the plate, it's great to not have to worry about that. And that extra level of insurance is what Blue Chew is all about. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. You're out on a date. Slip one in your, keep it in your pocket. Pop it in, nose, chew it, and you're, you're ready to rock in, in, in a short, short time. Um, plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Go to bluechew.com. You're going to consult with one of their licensed medical pro providers. And then once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Best part, you're doing it all online. No sitting in the doctor's office. No talking about it. No fucking around at the pharmacy. You're going to get it in the mail. Uh, they're made in the USA. They're prepared, shipped direct to your door. This isn't some 
you know, the website connected to some other country getting you the, the cheap gimmicks made here. Same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, um, listen, if you can benefit from some extra confidence, this is what we're going to do. Kevin has arranged for you to get your uh, your first ones free. Okay, you just have to go to bluechew.com and you're going to type the promo code NASH at checkout. Pay five bucks for shipping and then you're going to be ready to rock in days. The, the postman arrives with your package for your package. BlueChew.com, promo code NASH. Receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information. And we thank them for being a sponsor of this exciting segment every week. I got, so I got a question one. for you. Let's go. Like, There's there's different degrees of, of getting wood, right? There's like, there's like, you know, getting a hard on. But then there's, I, I call it the fucking sitar. Where your your cock actually looks like an Arabian. George Harrison strokes it. That, no, that yeah. fucking you know the the isn't that what it's called the fucking with the Arabian fucking that the fucking knife that looks kind of like a sickle. What is oh called? no, the, 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 the sitar is a, is an instrument. You're, you're talking about a um, what is the name of that? A saber, a, a, a no. scythe, a scythe. No, scythe is what the Grim scimitar. It's a scimitar, right? Okay, it's a scimitar. Anyway, so you get a scimitar. Fucking, it's in your pants. I don't you get, know. Yeah, you get a scimitar erection, and you fucking you're holding your hand like this, right? And you fucking take your your finger and you dab the fucking urethra, and you get that fucking you know you get that fucking string, right? So you're getting that fucking the co- string. The, the Halloween cobwebs. Yeah. So what what is that? Is that actually is that just seminal fluid, right? Yeah. They the precom. I think it would be referred to as. Right. And and but can that get you pregnant? Um, if I remember the correctly, from is no, because you're a dude. <laughs> Very good. I'm hosting the show at Milton Berle this week. Foster Brooks. <laughs> this week's stiff one, Kevin, takes us to Hannity and Combs. Do you remember being on this show oh, regarding what the these Chris mother- Benoit? These motherfuckers. They put me behind a fucking barbecue shack on Atlantic Avenue with a monitor smaller than I'm looking at right now, and I, I like it. Like I couldn't hear, I couldn't see anything. It was you talking about bushwhacked. Yeah, she gets a little cunty with you at the end. because uh, because I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't. She fucking... wanted you to attribute the murder. To steroids. Right. Yeah. And anything less than that, they weren't going to accept that. You, yeah. you were saying, you know, I, I, we have to wait for toxicology. I, I've done steroids. I've never murdered anyone. But they were not having that. They they want they wanted to get their results. So here's a clip from the uh, Hannity and Combs show uh, with Kev regarding the uh, Chris Benoit. Um, if I'm not mistaken, neither one of them there. I got some fucking ham and egger that spent all day at- fucking makeup and didn't do any, any reason no you're right it wasn't sean hannity yeah no yeah. it was it no, was, he was fucking, but he was hanging out with a pillow guy way before his time let me ask you a basic question about the industry do you think that wrestling is a legitimate sport along the lines of baseball absolutely not it's entertainment 
So, so, so there should. Okay, so because the baseball players have had to go before and testify before Congress, do you think that wrestling, uh, uh, the wrestling pros, and that the association should uh, uh, be required to testify before Congress if there's some sort of legislation uh, that they bring up that you're any sort of example to these high school and college kids who are out there? Uh, do you have any responsibility to actually uh, follow the law, or or should we just let you uh, your industry off the hook because you're, as you call it, merely entertaining? No, I think that if you break the law, you break the law. It doesn't matter where you are. The thing is, is there's no toxicology. The toxicology has not came out yet. All this is speculation. There were steroids found in the house, yes. But until Chris's levels come back, along with everything else, I mean, I just think it's so sexy and it's such a media craze that it's steroids were involved, steroids were involved. You know what? Until this comes back and it's and it's shown that his levels are above uh, four to one, then, then I think. And, you and have what if to they just... are shown above four to one? I mean, as, as you sit here and deny that you've ever seen any sort of uh, kind of ro- roid rage, uh, which also seems to kind of stretch credibility. But uh, what, what if, in fact, that it does come back? Have you ever taken that was, steroids? That it was because of steroids. Then I'm asking you, have you ever taken steroids? No, I have not taken steroids. And so, she, she can prove so, it because so, uh, I don't think you get that muscular thing. Thank you very much, Kevin, I'm for just being saying, with us. I'm just saying, you're, you're, you're doubting my credibility. I've taken them and I haven't seen it. All right, so we thank you very I know much that's for not time, what Kevin. you want to hear. Charlie Daniels coming up next. You were followed by Charlie Daniels, in case you were wondering. Who's a fucking juicer? I mean, that guy was, I mean, God rest his soul, but that, I, I bought my first fucking cycle of trend from him. <laughs> That's how he rocked that fiddle so hard. Yeah. So, uh, so you know what? They only say I have CTE, and, and, and I was calling, I, I, I didn't say toxicology correctly. So obviously my, my CTE. Oh, was, oh <laughs> toxicology, saying, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, did you ever, were you contacted by them uh, ever again? Did you go back on? Fuck no, that bitch, man. She, you could, I, I, I can't prove it, but I think she was speed diddling while I was fucking talking to her. Well, she so. did have that little giggle, that yeah. snarky giggle, like yeah. which I think <laughs> stretches your credibility a little bit. You're kind of aggressive. Hey, let me ask you a question, sweetheart. These fucking actors, right? The fucking show up in these movies with a fucking eight pack and fucking. Put on 30 pounds for a fucking roll. What do you think they do? Huh? Wait, you think that's creatine, you fucking stupid bitch? There you go. I got one thing to say to her. Here we go. Fuck 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 the parts are going to come flooding in if you could isolate that and put uh, that they, on your if reel. They do, if they do fucking Legends of the Fall 2, I'm in... Uh, Jersey guy or Florida man here we go two stories uh, you will tell me what you uh, what you think is the, the Florida man and Jersey guy speaking of Florida man I was watching uh, what's that show called it's one of the live police shows where they follow cops around all night for like three hours dan abrams is the host it's a it's a it's a cool show used to be called live pd then they took it off the air and it's back as i think on patrol live it's called anyway so i'm i'm in florida and uh i had a had to run to a dillard's we don't have dillard's up here love dillard's it's like macy's used to be when it was good Mm -hmm. so 
and um, I come back, and that night I'm watching the show, and they're like, let's head down to Volusia County now. I had an armed robbery at the Volusia Mall. I was like, holy fuck. I was just there. I could have been. They didn't go in the mall. The guys had already pulled out, so they were chasing the car. But I had a, I had a Florida man brush w- w- with uh, with greatness there. Man, that's, that's, that's too close for comfort. So here it is. Uh, first headline. Two men who stole a rock band's equipment post it on eBay and are caught. Jersey. Go ahead. And <laughs> man accused of jumping naked on neighbor's trampoline before breaking into home. Yeah, it's Florida. Just the fact. You might be 100% on these, by the way. Just because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's so the so Jersey mob. Like, wait, hey, what are we going to do with some money? Hey, you know, the fucking uh, Scorpions got their fucking shit in that trailer over there. Hook it up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So let's go to Dover, New Jersey, a fan's trip to Our Marvelous Lives. Members helped lead to the recovery of about half the band's stolen equipment, which was pilfered from their recording studio last December. Um, and then apparently posted on eBay about $22,000 worth of music equipment was stolen from the band's recording rehearsal studio on Bassett Highway. And then, uh, my son son just wants you, wants those guys to know that they're not getting their fucking jazz master back. So, (laughs) and, uh, and that was it and, uh, led to their capture. Uh, now down to Florida. Yeah, man accused of jumping naked on the trampoline before breaking into the home. I don't know if if that was in any way a preparation for the burglary or, in, or how in any way that helped. Lee Acres, Florida, wherever the hell that is. Um, Adrian Gonza- Adrian Lee Gonzalez Bradway needed four names. The, th- the three assassin names are, are not good enough for him. Charged with burglary, criminal mischief, and property damage of more than $200. Um, according to the sheriff's office, Gonzalez Bradway showed up naked at his neighbor's home in Lehigh Acres on Tuesday afternoon began tapping on her door. The resident asked Gonzalez Bradway if he needed assistance, but he did not respond. The television station reported 30 minutes later, the, the woman said she saw Gonzalez Bradway jumping on her family's trampoline while still naked. When the woman saw him touching himself, she called 911. According to the sheriff's office, Gonzalez Bradway ran up to the woman's door demanding entry. When the woman refused, Gonzalez Bradway smashed her kitchen window. Was there any seminal fluid involved in any of that? Uh... He he tut- He did the drawstring. He touched nice, it, got nice. the string going and, and greased the uh, Son of a bitch. the lock to get in. That's how he picked the lock with his pencil I've, dick. I've, I've... <laughs> it, uh, a fucking... Uh, uh, Paper paper clip and a fucking like you know like they do on the fucking movies. Uh Kev, it's going to start getting chilly out again. Fall is upon us, and what does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does fall mean to you? Are you a fan of Halloween or something? That means football season. <laughs> That's right, Pat. <laughs> I'll do the John Madden. We're gonna have to find new new imitations. If people are getting bored of the Jesse. That's right, Pat. Um, I always loved when Madden would would call a helmet a hat. Oh, his hat fell off. That was one of the greats. It does mean football, for Christ's sake, and that gets me excited. And it should get all of you excited. If you want a little skin in the game, 
you can go to DraftKings, baby. It's all about DraftKings, okay? Um, the wait's almost over. Football is here. It's about to begin. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I know you knew that already, Kevin. And to celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is going crazy, okay? They're giving away to new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet $5 on any game, and you get $200 in free bets instantly. You show me a casino that's going to give you that, Kevin. Not even Runyons. No. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. One $5 bet and 200 beans to bet on any other games. You want more action for opening night? How about this? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. There's a contest called Get Up 7, a promotion called Get Up 7. You bet on any NFL team of your choice. If your team leads by seven points... At any point in the game, you get paid. Even if the team loses, all they have to do is be up seven. Is that insane? How are these guys still in business? This is amazing. you got to take advantage of that. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I'm going to show you how easy this is right now. Let's go into college uh, here. Let's go into a little college action. And uh, I'm going to bring up my screen. You guys can all see what I'm doing right now. Let's go here. Now, Kev, of course, you were a volunteer. So I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Tennessee versus Ball State. Okay, now Mac Power. Well, Tennessee's a large, large favorite. Thirty three points they're giving. You think they can cover? I'm going to follow in, your advice here. And, and they're in Knoxville. Um. I'm going to take I'm going to take Ball State and and the points. You're going to take the points. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's a, you you can as you can see my screen here. You can bet the entire game. You can bet first quarter, second quarter. I'm going to bet the game. Okay, I'm going to take Ball State because that's what Kevin said right there. How, how much should I wager? Maybe, what do you say? Ten bucks? Five bucks? Twenty bucks? What should I put on it? One million dollars. <laughs> That's going to be my prize. <laughs> let's drop five beans on this game. Okay. My right. payout if let's, they win. Let's, is- let's, do, let's, do, let's do five each, so we'll do ten. We'll do ten. Very good. Very good here. Okay. You can all see my screen. Ten bucks. My potential payout on that is 19. Now, what if I'm not done? What if I want a parlay, as they call it? Parlez-vous. If they want a parlay, same game parlay. Over or under 68, Kevin? Over or under? Under. Under. Okay. Now, here's, I just click. See what I just did? Boom. I clicked the U68. There it is. Ball State plus 33, under 68. Now, I'm going to view my bet slip. How much would I like to put on the over-under? I'm going to put another 10 bucks. Now, look down in the green. My total payout, if I hit both, is $38.13. I'm wagering 20. 
and I would win 38, 18, I guess it is, 38, 18. Guys, it's that simple. It's all in the app. Football's here. Get ready. Get on board. It's DraftKings. And listen, Kevin, as he does every week, has something special for you guys. Download the DraftKings DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TKNP. What the hell is that? The Kevin Nash Podcast. TKNP, the Kevin Nash Podcast, is your promo code. You get $200 in free bets. Bang. Right away, all you got to do is place a $5 bet on any football game. That's called TKNP. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Now let's. Now we're gonna have to track this. Now if we win, thirty-eight beans. What, what are we gonna? What, what, what bottle of wine can we get for thirty-eight dollars, Kev? No, we're gonna. We're gonna. This is gonna be an ongoing thing. We're gonna bet all year long. All right, we're gonna give you the the Kevin Nash DraftKings pick of the week. How about that? We're gonna. We'll have a pick every. Yeah, we'll have a pick every week. And then we'll have, um, you know, at, at, at times they, they actually uh, will allow like WrestleMania bets on matches. There are wrestling components to, to all these uh, all these yes. sports books now. It's amazing how far how far we've come with all that stuff. You don't have to do it uh, behind City Hall on the detectives. Uh, uh, entrance staircase anymore. You can go right on your phone. Guys, go to DraftKings.com. Code TKNP, the Kevin Nash podcast. And let us know how you do on Twitter. We'll read some of your results. Go balls. Go ball state. Go ball and under. No, go no, go, go, no, go vols. Vols less than 33. <laughs> yeah, vols less than, yeah. That's a lot of points for a game of the year with a new quarterback. Thank you, DraftKings. I'm not even going to put the boot on. I, I'm figuring that everyone uses it to, to as a weapon anyway, right? To wallop someone over the head. So I think I'm just going to keep it off for the bunkhouse stampede segment and and just you know I th- this yeah this show has completely went off the rails early absolutely and I think it's it's time that we need to do a complete rehaul to try to save this. How about you and I switch spots tonight? I get to sit in front of the. Uh, the overhead shot of the coastal cities of Czechoslovakia? Well, I mean, I, I think it's in theory. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 yeah, I want you to have that. I just want you to have that right. vibe. Can we, so can, can we, we do a, okay. So, okay. Yeah, so here I am. Hey. Hi, Sean, how are you? <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out have to turn this. Okay. So, uh, yes. You know, what? I, I, enough about my crazy fucking times in the, wrestling world and let's let's talk a little bit about sean oliver sean uh, where were you born i was born on a planet called new jersey actually the actually the place i was born is kind of interesting it, it, it the city's called west new york it's not in new york but it's as close to new york as you can get without getting your feet wet in the hudson river it's right on the hudson river right across right just north of hoboken it explains my uh, so you got a yeah? Do you have a do you have a do you have a view of the city? Yeah, I grew up with uh, yeah. Boulevard East was the road that ran right along the the cliff right there. So if you're right. in Manhattan, you look across, then that's what you're looking at. So so actually, the 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 better of the views. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 
I, I grew up there, so it doesn't. I saw it every every day or whatever. You know, baseball practice was down there and stuff, so it didn't mean anything to me. But now, when people talk about you know, the skyline, I see what the real estate goes for there. It, it, I mean, it wasn't a, a rich area at the time. There was that road that ran along there, and you got the view of Manhattan. I think developers have since gotten wise to it now, but it was about. I think at the time. 70s I'm talking about 70s 80s it was mostly Cuban uh probably 70 75 percent by the time I got out of high school it was 85 percent Latino and and a lot of that was uh an influx from Central America South America Ecuador Colombia and uh, a lot of the Cubans had made their money and and taken off right so that was one of the first places when they came up from Cuba where they landed it was after they got uh, after they got un, uh, out from underneath i-95 in miami right after yes. the the encampments after the, 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 after the scarface reference yeah after so, the encampments were emptied in the mariel uh boat lift uh, so I, I remember i remember okay i i know this is i know this is fact whether you whether you want to cover this or not but we were having dinner one night after uh after one of your we did one of your shoots and you were telling me that you um, worked for a bookie when you were in high school. Yeah, uh, my friend like Timmy. To, like, to, like to like uh, go into that in depth, please. It was. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but that sounded weird. It was normalized because of where I grew up. We all played cards through my like teenage years into college, and and we started running card games and. Uh, my friend Timmy was, uh, you know, had some uh, had some action, and I was still in high school, and and he wasn't. So I would uh, collect uh, football bets, and if you, if anyone remembers, there were these slips where you'd circle, like, and I always said, like, you know, for information purposes only. But it had every game, college, pro, with the line. You'd circle it, tear the bottom off, and and give it with your money. So I had a health teacher that would give me the first 10 minutes of class he would give his pick of the week and then allow me to take students uh out of the hallway to come uh, up to my desk and i would i would take the action there and and turn it in this west new york was so corrupt i want you guys to go look for i think vice just did a documentary about a kid that i grew up with richie rivera who was a police officer on the corrupt police force that was working for the Cuban mafia. And he was kind of caught in the middle. So he ended up wearing a wire for the FBI and he went undercover. They just did a documentary about this town that his wire led to the subsequent takedown of like 35 officials from the chief of police to like the county executive um, politicians. And so there was one time we couldn't get a spot for the card game. It's like like a guys and dolls thing. Nathan Detroit got no spot for the game. We used movie theaters. We had these this Korean movie theater that let us use the place. After the last showing at midnight, they would go out. We'd set up the tables, play cards there. We couldn't get a spot. We sat on the steps. There was this like alcove on the side, the police department side of City Hall. It was the detective squad. We set up on the steps, basically, of the detective squad right next to it. They'd be coming in. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, coming in, coming out. That the chips, money, cards right there. I mean, that that was West New York at the time. It's it's much right. more uh, much more clean now. 
So then from there, we, we I'm sure because you're an educated man, you probably went off to, to, to college. I did. You know, I wanted to study filmmaking and, and, you know, that's really the only reason I went to college was to be able to use the equipment. This is before video. I mean, video existed, but video as film didn't exist. So we were shooting on film that you'd have to develop and edit on a fucking guillotine and splice and use tape. I mean, it was the, 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 the old stuff while I was in college. The old check the gate. Check the gate. Absolutely. Looking yep. for a little hair, make you do the whole fucking scene again. Absolutely. But um, I needed to learn that equipment. It, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, the paint by numbers that video is. You had to learn lenses and film stock and, and how to use a light meter. And, and that's what I was fascinated. By. I was fascinated by the art of that. There is that art in knowing in your mind what you want it to look like and knowing just by setting numbers and where your shadow spots and hot spots are on your light meter. And your film stock and your film stock's sensitivity to light, knowing if you tweak the f-stop, a half a number, maybe a 2.5 or a 4, what it's going to look like. You had to have that in your head because there was no monitor. The non-monitor would show you the framing, but it wouldn't show you the development right. of the film. So you had to know that. I was fascinated by that art. So that's why I went to school for it. So I did that. I was actually director of photography on an independent feature called A Clown in Babylon. To call it an art film would be uh, generous. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what I did. So I went to school. I stayed in school for six fucking years so that I could use the film equipment. It was wildly expensive film equipment and processing. But if you were in school and you kept signing up for the um, independent study, you got to use all the equipment. So I was actually, I started shooting commercials. And farming myself out and I had access to all the equipment in the school. Why would I leave school? I could do it all for free and keep all the money. So, uh, so that's what I did. So I started, um, working. I, I was working as an actor too. Um, but my passion was really was, was the behind the scenes. Now, now do we, do we have your, your, your opening headshot by any oh, chance? I hope you don't have my first headshot when I was like 15. Can, you, can, we, can we queue up his headshot? Do we have that? IMDb, I think, has the later ones when I was like 30. The, uh, the urban. Oh, the, uh, the urban. Breaking fucking bad, brother. Oh, Jesse, yeah. Little boy, there he is. Oh, come on. I just saw you in Westworld fucking last night, motherfucker. It was the guiding light shot there. Fucking hell, man! I think that was. I, I think that we may have, as 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 a, as a, uh, a wrestling podcast, the most uh, IMDb credits in a combo. What do you have? Like a hundred? At least I, I look today. You had like a hundred and twenty-three. Look at this guy. Look, put, they, pull him up here. They probably don't have all of them because I, I did like thirty here. episodes of Sex in the City, and I, I can't imagine 100, that. Hundred nineteen credits. I mean, look at this fucking guy, huh? Yeah. Look at this fucking guy, director. I know what those are. I'll open that. It, it's it's embarrassing. There it is. <laughs> Ring roasts one, two, and three. The roast of the Iron Sheik. The roast of Jim Cornette. <laughs> and uh, the roast of Terry why, Funk. I don't know why we fucking had it. We could have just left it as it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peel back the peel back the layers. Yeah. No, listen. I have some self respect. If you click that one nineteen, there's some Oscar nominated and Oscar winning films up there. Yeah, let's just go down and look at a couple of them here. Billions, the television show. Yes, I did a few billions. 
Blue Bloods. A few Blue Bloods. 28 episodes. That's this wrong. Is, Does it say 20? 28. 28. Yeah, no, I did like four or five probably. That's wrong. Actually, explain, explain to them what an ADR loop is. Okay, so many times when you're shooting, you can't have all of the dialogue that you need for a scene. For example, if Kevin and I are shooting a scene in a bar, all the people behind the principal actors, they're not really talking in the bar. You couldn't edit the sound if all those extras were talking. So they're miming. They're going like this. But eventually you have to add voices to those. So you have to have an actor come in and add voice to the scene. That's probably the toughest part of looping is they show you a, a bar scene and they're like, all right, Sean, take that guy in the red shirt behind Nash and uh, Steve, you can be that guy um, in the tie in the back over there. And they show you the scene once. And it's the best improv class in the world because then you got to get up. And just by looking at the person's face, mannerisms, talk, put dialogue in their mouth based on what you think they would be talking about at that table. You have eight or ten actors do that. You play it in a low bed under the two principal actors. You have your bar scene. I worked on Sex in the City for four and a half years, and there were so many club scenes. And there were only a handful of us they bring in at one time, maybe six actors. And we would have to do like raucous club type hoots and hollers about four or five times. They would layer that on top of uh, in, in the different uh, tracks of sound. And that would be. The whole club. So six of us. I got a, I got a question for you now So because yeah. I know the answer, and I think this is a great story. But tell me about there's a, a, a particular uh, ADR that you did for uh, for Chris North when he was making love to, to Carrie. Oh, for Big, yeah. yeah there's a big. scene. They come in the door. I don't remember the episode, but they come in the door, and he just kind of like throws her up against the wall, and they bounce their way into the bedroom or whatever. But... On set, he was he was like just doing this guttural growling. It sounded like he was tearing her apart. So, um, so they had me do a a much more toned down, uh, Mister Big uh, fucking Carrie. And I also did, you know, another one that kind of stands out on that show. Uh, there was a character, Mister Pussy, on one episode for his cunnilingus skills, and I added the I was the slurps. As he went down, uh, uh, no pun intended, under the sheets on, um, I think it was on Charlotte, the brunette. So I had to add the slurps. So in any of these, did you actually get like penetration in the actress? Um, well, one time I was bent over uh, doing a scene and I didn't, uh, the uh, the engineer had gotten a little excited in the booth and ran in and plowed me from behind while I was doing, but that, that was the only, that was the only time. And let me guess, that was, that was probably the summer of 92. <laughs> that, was, that was in the summer of 92. <laughs> I'm going to come out with that for the first time. I like yeah. To, to I, you know, I think, I think everybody got fucking railed in 92. You know, just everybody. I, I talked to three guys in my gym the other day, like, well, I listen to your fucking podcast. My uncle fucking Gus fucking rabbed me in 92. I'm like, Jesus. So. But they're still not getting that that didn't happen? That that was photoshopped? I, it's, dude. I thought we made that clear. Maybe we didn't make that clear enough. There's, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. It's like, 
I, I just don't know. It's, it's one of those things. It's it's like, uh, I I actually know it's called the Czech Republic. Right. You know, it's like it's a fucking bit. We're ball busters. That's what we're doing it's, here. What the fuck? You know, but it doesn't matter because I can say that. I can say that because when it comes down to it, we all fucking know deep down in our souls, Biden's not the president. They fucking they, Trump's still the president. Everyone knows that. That's why he still has the fucking the nuclear codes in his house. He's not in any trouble. Oh, you're not supposed to. What are you giving? Come on, he's the president of the United States. He's gonna have the fuck. He's got the nuclear football. Come on, Biden. Biden. But what's he done? Passed a couple of fucking bills, but he can't get his jacket on because there's a helicopter behind him, right? And he's got bad rotator cuffs. That's what they came back with. But okay, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so that's what ADR is for. Uh, they call it a looper. Looping is technically what it's called when you go in and you re revoice something. So, so I, I went through all the movies. Okay. Right? I went through all the movies, and I, I, I saw that uh, the movie Salt yes. with Angelina Jolie. And yeah. I just wonder, did, did, you, did, you, did you fucking ram her? That I uh, wouldn't tell you even if I did. Um, she, uh, she was not there the day that I had to play a drowning uh, Russian. Uh, that, was, that was that. That's what I did for that film, among did other you, things. Did you, did you ram her stunt double? No, I, I read that she did all her own stuff uh, on the film. So if somebody did ram her, it was actually her. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who was she seeing at that they time? Said it was, was, it, was, that a, was that the Billy Bob or was she? Uh, no, this. Was she oh, God. Mr. When was Mr. Salt? Pitt. What's the date on Salt? God, if it, if it coincides with Brad Pitt, that means that fucking Anthony Hopkins is just <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> How many okay, Hopkins so, can we get in one night? <laughs> I think we've had I think we've had three too many. Oh fuck! It's like it's like somas. I think we didn't, we didn't have the Mexican ones. We had the fucking the real pharmaceutical ones today. Thirty three. So, uh, you've had thirty four. Yeah. But for right salt, there. I actually had to go in it and I stick my head uh, upside down in a tank of water. I played a drowning, they drown the Russian guy at the end. They wrap him in chains and throw him in the water. And there's that overhead shot of him descending in the water and all the bubbles. So they needed that. They put a condom on a, on a handheld mic, brought in a big fish tank. They dropped the mic into the water. And then they would, when they would go live with the mic, I would go in and have to do a, we were having, we were, we were trying to determine what the sound of drowning was because it, it wouldn't be screaming because that was like that's an exhale. So it had right. to be this guttural. So it was joyous to take try, after take. Try trying trying to to live as long as possible. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. This is completely just yeah. because you brought up condom. Have you ever in your life put a ribbed condom on inside out for your pleasure? Um, maybe accidentally. But you couldn't yeah. roll it on. You couldn't roll it on because well, you got to you got to roll that. You got to you got to re-roll it. Take it down on your finger. Put the then put the then re-roll it so the ribs are on you. Yeah, it's, self, it's a selfish fucking move, but it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing. 
the the rib would be on you standing yeah, there trying to do absolutely. that absolutely while she twiddled her thumbs in the bed yeah i actually made sure they knew i was doing it because i wanted to be known as a selfish lover so <laughs> this is all about me baby that's uh, even when you're interviewing me somehow what so you were with you i mean did while you were doing the the film work we did you get involved in what was it was that that wall street time also yeah i was at the same time i was uh it i was still doing on-camera stuff here and there you know when you're a new york actor you do your obligatory one law and order a year and uh um so uh, in concert with that i was working on wall street first for bankers trust uh then we were bought by deutsche bank and then they blew us up on 9-11. We were at uh, uh, 130 Liberty, right across the street from the South Tower. I wasn't in yet uh, at the time, uh, at 8.46 or whatever it was. Um, but uh, so what we – I was in a, a very cool department. It was It was – artists and artist types that would do the uh, the graphics and also the presentations for the uh for the the, the rather stiff banking community and and kind of uh, add our flair to their presentations they would have to do and uh processing all that stuff so uh yeah so i did that for 10 years or so um and I was doing on camera. I started doing the voice stuff. Once I fell into that voice stuff, it was great because it was it's the same contract as if you're on camera, but you're in a studio. You're not in makeup in a trailer on location like the sub freezing weather like your John Wick shoot being led uh, 11 stories up in a flat in Soho. It was just it was a it was a it, it was a uh, it was an easier time to to do, and you could sure. do like because of the anonymity of it, and it was a small community of people who could do that, who could get up, look at a character on screen, and do almost anything they ask you to do. Um, there's even an element to ADR where you have to replace somebody's voice. So I guess Clooney's voice and mine are in the same wheelhouse. So I would um, occasionally have to lay a little Clooney down. Uh, it's much cheaper to bring me in than him. Right. Um, and uh, I, there's a line in uh, uh, Stepford Wives, if you pay attention to Christopher Walken, and you hear him say, I think the line was, this will be good. So I did a, a walk-in uh, for that film. And uh, who else have I done? When Robert Downey Jr. was in rehab, he did a film with Michael Douglas called uh, Wonder Boys. And I got a call for that because he he was in, I don't know if it was rehab or jail. I think he went to jail, right, when he broke into that house? He fell asleep uh, in the bed? I think he was. I think it was jail. So he wasn't going to be able to do his looping. So I, I got a call for that. Uh, but uh, amazingly, they they let him out to do the looping. The, the fucking guards would walk him in his jumper out and he would loop the scene and then go back to jail. So I didn't get to do that for him, but yeah, I was, it was, uh, and then I just, I just said that the, uh, I didn't want to pursue the on camera anymore. It was too, it was too heartbreaking at my level. The week I remember it was in December, the, the week I said to my manager, you know, that's, that's about it. I booked a, a law and order and then I booked a new series called conviction, which was a Dick Wolf series about young DAs in Manhattan. I had a great scene in that. 
uh, I was a detective and we were playing a rib on the new young ADA where I get brought in late at night by another detective and I'm supposed to be this uh, this uh, psychopath that they've been searching for. And the cop uh, pulls a gun and coerces a confession out of me at gunpoint and I'm freaking out and the ADA is freaking out because you can't use it anymore. Then I get up and we introduce ourselves as cops and welcome them to the district and, and we leave. Great scene. Uh, I had a, the, the the law and order scene was cool. I was a CSI tech rolling the body, pulling stuff out of the pockets, telling them what I found. And so the first call, so I go, I shoot conviction. I get a call from my manager that uh, that they rewrote the script for law and order and they're cutting out the rolling the body. So I didn't have to go in for that. And then about a day later, I got the call that day. Yeah. That episode of convictions running long. So that scene's gone. I said, you know what? I said, Ted, I, I think maybe don't call me anymore. I'll do the voice stuff. Uh, but none of this other shit anymore. I, I don't think at any, at any stage in the game, just, you know, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're Kevin. Uh, they want to check your availability. Okay. Well, what days? This this date, this date, this date. Yeah, I'm open. Eight months go by. Hey, uh, <laughs> did they uh, ever get back? At- no, they just asked your availability. They wanted to fucking throw a fucking piece of bait out in front of you. That's a, I remember you telling me. Wasn't that like a Marvel thing or something? No, fucking a Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that cable thing, they just kept saying it. They wanted to uh, see your availability. They wanted to see your availability. Why? Because fucking, uh, I don't have a shot in hell to get it. You guys want to fuck with me? I, I, I love when people will say shit like, on Twitter and stuff like, well, you have to be democratic because that's how it works in Hollywood. I'm fucking 63 years old. I'm on Medicare in a fucking like two, two more fucking years. <laughs> the only sweet thing about fucking uh, Screen Actors Guild is the insurance, which after COVID, they fucking did such a tailspin. There's no fucking advantages in having it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. To me, it's just like once they, once they get fucking free health care, fuck, I got enough cash. I'll just fucking get whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just pay fucking a couple couple grand a quarter and have perfect fucking health and don't have to fucking. Could you put a fucking uh, tape for us and put your phone sideways? No. I don't oh, self tapes. Yeah, self tapes. Yeah. So my my agent will always just should be like, I'll say I've never gotten a self tape fucking project ever. This is how I get a job. Fucking, they call my agency. Hey, will Nash play this part? Boom, I get it. Yeah. You either want me or you don't want me. It's not like, ah, it's kind of between Will Ferrell and Kevin Nash. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's like, nah. 
But for anyone that doesn't know, the self-tape thing started during COVID. And I, I think it's probably going to just be a, a way to do it now. And, and it's going to continue where you have to you have to literally videotape yourself reading the audition. That's one of the things my wife does. She has a um, she has a, a theater company for for youth, and one of the things she does for some of the actors that work professionally, she'll coach them through their their self tapes. And sometimes they're very specific what they want to see. When you go to a, when you used to go to a casting director's office and you'd sit there, and they would always have a video camera running for your right. audition, but they're in the room with you, so they can go. Well, oh, and, you know, and tone and it top down. Of that, yeah, exactly. You're getting direction. Correct. Correct. I'm I'm reading for, for fucking parts and the guys like uh, and the new thing was that they wouldn't give you an actual script that was working. It would be some bogus dialogue and some bogus character. And they would just want you to read it, and you would have no reference to who you know Guy Gord is and what the fucking <laughs> planet Zangon. And you're supposed to fucking like okay, and my motivation is fucking what. What's my, my what's my arc? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah, sometimes you get a little info from your agent, like if they talk to the casting director. But most of the time, you're getting sides. Yeah, and address to send the the fucking videotape, the uh, the video file to. And, and to me, it's just like, you know what? Then you got to get somebody to read with you. Somebody's got to read, and they're like, "Well, one of my one of my clients, what she does is she um, reads the other part and she puts it on a fucking." You know, uh, a, a, a laptop across from hers, and she plays it, and, oh. she, and she. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's insane. Unless, That's the first time I heard that. Unless I'm fucking uh, Daniel Day Lewis's brother, and I'm in every fucking scene. No, I ain't doing that. Fuck that. I don't, it's just it's not that important to me. I, I'll go sign eight by tens. Yeah, that's it, it's even the audition process has become just such a no. rough, uh, uh, debilitating road now because now it, part of it is up to the technical savvy of the person auditioning, and that cool. shouldn't be that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Good luck, Nash. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, here's, yeah, here's 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 one here's here's one for you. I I, I like to uh, to bring this up when you. Like, like this is one of those when you're fucking stone type uh, things. Okay, it's three hundred years ago. You have the knowledge that you have right now. What the fuck could you invent? Well, what the hell's available to you three hundred years ago? You, you need the actual materials, or you can have like right. no, modern said, materials. Like, could you fucking blueprint a combustion engine? Well, me no, but uh, three hundred yeah. years. Okay, so yeah. Could 17. you do? I mean, light bulb, telephone. <sighs> Fucking, I, I mean, I might be able to come up with fire. <laughs> but that was. I right. had that in seventeen twenty-two. As I said, I'd fucking light a match. But uh, I'm just saying, like the big guy down the block thinks <laughs> he's invented fire. Don't tell him he's scared. He yeah, I, we went to Ireland, by the way, in 1722. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, I, I couldn't invent any of that. And then Elon Musk is fucking making supersonic tunnels underneath L.A. Yeah. You need the tunnel to connect the entire globe. That'll come. There'll, there'll, yeah. be a, there'll be an underground system to get you anywhere. 
Who's going to have to be? I watched the thing last night on the news. They were talking about uh, you know the the, the extreme drought. That mm. what what what's happening is, uh, and this is a, a West Coast deal where you know the 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 rain comes in and it causes flash floods, but like in that that Sacramento in the valley there. Um, you know, they get snow on the other side of that and, and those mountains. And what's going to happen is, is, is the, is the climate changes that that snow will be water. And I guess in like, God, I want to think it was like 1821. I don't know what the fuck it was. At, at, at that point, like maybe a half a million people lived in that whole region. And now it's like fucking, you know, something astronomical, you know, 22 million or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that, and though it's like it would basically be so catastrophic, it would, you know, there'd be like fucking thirty feet of water in in that area for like like months. So you got that going for you, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty place, this planet. We're in a we're in a very interesting uh, crossroads you know, here. You know, you've you've seen uh, like I'm sure you've seen like on, on different shows like Mark Wahlberg's house, Mark Wahlberg. What about his house? You know, you've seen like photographs. Or you may have like the, the the basketball court and shit. You know, uh-huh. with the, with the with the uh, Celtics. Um. Anyway, I heard that that Mark Wahlberg moved to Vegas. He got the fuck out. I don't know if he sold his house, but I know he's got a crib in Vegas. Mm. You know that he's like you know. I think a lot of people are just you know that whole fucking. Uh, that whole uh, Los Angeles fucking dreams. Oh, between the brush fires and the, uh, the those fucking uh, when, when those brush fires start, those oh jeez, entire swaths of the uh, of the uh, of the city get taken out. Uh, Horrifying! And, it's uncontrollable. Yeah, it, it used to be like they they were saying uh, that that these fires now have their own ecosystems. Like they, they basically, they, they have their, you know, their own wind. It's just, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's just, we're, we're, yeah, we're, I was, there, there's no turn. I mean, there ain't no turning this shit back. Did you spend a lot of time in LA? When you were yeah, I, 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 enough. You never lived out there though, right? Uh, longest was uh, maybe, a, I was out there maybe 90 days for longest yard. Okay. Where'd they put you up? I was at the, uh, God, what were those places called? Oakwood and uh, Marina Del Rey with Klitschko. Is that kind of where the studio threw everybody? uh, I think, yeah. They have those, like, corporate, I guess, corporate housing. What do you call it? Joey Diaz was there. (laughs) Got to get Joey on here. Yeah, we got to get Joey. It's funny that he he, he, he was on a couple of like Joey, myself, it was like maybe Bob Sapp. We all would sit around and we'd talk about this fucking like this longest yard was going to be, you know, our our, our fucking, you know, <laughs> this is going to be the one. Oh yeah, this is it, man. We're all going fucking. You know, we're all. Joey and I were going to have a fucking cop detective show. <laughs> Two fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> And, uh, Paul cocksucker and fat cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, fucking assholes. But uh, they uh, like nothing ever happened. You know, they, they, 
Yeah, I, I didn't get another. I mean, I got a couple roles after that, but it was just like I'm thinking, like, fuck, man, I'm gonna be turning shit down. Yeah. Let's yeah. work on let's work on that the co- the cop show you and Joe we call it like Smoky and Edibles. <laughs> we could do that. That'd work. It would work. Do you imagine we might be fucking like bad cops? We could ba- bring in- bad meaning working against the law or just completely inept that you fuck everything up. Both. <laughs> <laughs> and have Harvey Keitel as the bad lieutenant. So. <laughs> He's like your godfather. You go to him for uh, for advice. Yeah, he's still with us, right, Harvey? He's alive, yeah. right? Uh, okay. He's, he's, the, he's the cleaner in some movie. Oh, I bet no, he did uh, Lansky. Didn't he do Lansky recently? I think I he think played so. Meyer yeah. Lansky. I think in so. The, in the streaming version, that's what I always used to tell people all the time. I said, "Hey, man, you you, you got any fucking movie rules lately?" I'm like, "Fucking Harvey Keitel's not fucking working." Okay. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. When it dries up for Harvey. Yeah. He was on that 90s run, man. He was on fire. Everything. So, you know, then I get a phone call from my friend Anthony. I'm sitting on the 44th floor of 60 Wall Street in 2006, 7. Right. And nothing was going on. It was actually snowing that night, looking out over this East River. And and Anthony says to me, he goes, you know the only thing that's not been done? We we were both like uh, cinephiles, like big movie nuts. So we'd have all these laser discs and, and, you know, had the director's commentary track as an alternate audio source on the disc. He goes, no one's ever done that with wrestling. We we were like marks, and uh, I said, uh, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, no one's ever taken like WrestleMania, and you could listen to Hogan talk about his match, and you know Tito talk about his match, and say, oh, you know, we're supposed to go home here and see here. I blew up, I blew that spot, and we had a you know take a powder outside and get it back together.'" I'm like, "Wow, that's interesting." I was like, "Could could we could could we have like downloadable versions of that, like on uh, like on an?" iTunes type thing like he's like yeah I said I said listen I said go figure out the technology of it and and let me hit me back and let me know if this is something we could do and it was literally born like that so what we started doing kayfabe commentaries was so named because our first product was downloadable audio commentaries that you download to your at the time iPod it was before the iPhone right and you start the match we give you the sync point I couldn't sell you the video because we didn't own the main event of WrestleMania, but you could download our recording of Paul Orndorff and as he sat next to me on a headphone in a hotel and we watched the whole match from beginning to end and talked about it in real time and we told you where to start your iPod when you played the match at home and it was like you'd be sitting with Orndorff on the couch as he talked to you through the whole match. So he's like, yeah, we, we could do it. He's like, I could record it. He said, we found this thing where you could buy it online and download it. And I said, perfect. Let me just start calling some wrestlers. A great industry to just walk into unknown with the trust of no one. And um, I, di- I just I got a contact for uh, I-, I thought what I should do is find guys that were making appearances in our area so we could basically 
fuck the promoter and steal them in the middle of the night and get a product uh, on their dime. So um, we saw the Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine were going to be in the area. So I, I called them and I pitched the idea. They had no fucking idea what I was talking about. I mean, try to sell the concept of the downloadable audio wrestling commentary track to the Honky Tonk Man at 1030 at night. Um, but I said, listen, you know, you're in town anyway. It'd be, I think we paid them 300 bucks and we got a hotel room. And I said, uh, don't tell anybody. Uh, you know, I'll call you in the middle of the night once you're in and come down the hall. And that's what we did. We we started, uh, we did that. We laid down a bunch of tracks with them. We brought the Iron Sheik in. Harley Race uh, came in and did tracks for us. Uh, that's the night he grabbed my balls and crushed the fucking bottle cap with his pinky. And uh, and Paul Orndorff. And that was our first product. We th They were downloadable tracks that you could watch famous matches with the wrestler in your ear. What did, what was the uh, what was the the, the cost the cost point on that? What, what were you guys? We would I mean we'd pay the talent around three hundred bucks. You get the room, maybe a hundred hundred fifty bucks. It was four fifty, and we feed them if they were in town early enough. That was always one of our things. We always came at it not not like the shoot industry because I was working on film sets. I knew you needed things to make people comfortable and to make them work. I wanted to feed them if they had time, go out somewhere, spend some time with them if I'd never met them. Trust was the whole thing, you know, engendering that trust, people to want to talk to you. So yeah, it was very hard to make any of the money back with these because these tracks were like, what, $1.99 each that we were selling the downloads for. So it became very apparent about six months in that if this was going to be a self-sustaining business, we had to get into video. Um, there were other shoot companies, but nobody was doing it interestingly. So as fans, we were like, what we can add real production to it, lights, mics, uh, make it look like a show, uh, sound like a show. We'll get music for each one. We, we, the, we, it ended up being series based. We didn't plan that at first. The first thing we did was guest booker with Kevin Sullivan. And then we was like, oh, we were like, oh, we can do multiple guest bookers. And then we were like, oh, we have this you shoot idea. So they became series shortly after that. And then I think that that, that industry had been running on very, spit and glue type production so i think when fans saw something they could actually see and hear and it was formatted it was written it was edited um it was tight so i think that's why it blew up so quickly was because it was so different than all the other the other shoot guys yeah no yeah when it was it was night and day from anybody else that i did what yeah. so many times some guy was shooting on their phone you know sitting in a hotel room really yeah be like huh oh. But I mean, the rawness of it at first was attractive because it was it was the peak behind the curtain. It was hearing wrestlers talk for you know two hours about something that they were never supposed to speak about. You know, right. so that was that was the allure. But after ten years of that, I mean, we, I I knew who trained everybody. I I'd heard every first match story from everybody. Where's it going to go here? So let's let's bring bookers in and have them rebook things they weren't responsible for. Uh, the pitch I always told people was, was like getting the, the writers of Friends to write an episode of Star Trek and you film it, you know, see the whole process. And uh, then the you shoot stuff. Give fans access. Let them conduct the shoot interview. They want to fucking go hard on somebody. Let them shoot on somebody. They want to propose marriage. Let them propose marriage. We'll play the video and just get, you know, the more provocative guys and gals in the business. I, I just always love the fuck, Mary kill. 
the F. Mary Kill was very popular. Yes. All that stuff comes back to haunt me. The Batista's dick. and the, You're the U-shoot guy. I, I fucking I sat with Bruno San Martino and did a retrospective of the 60s with him. Harley. No, I'm the I'm Batista's dick. Yeah. 11 soft. Somebody's got to be. Yeah, somebody's got to be <laughs> Batista's dick. <laughs> oh, fuck. You've had a good episode. I mean, you've had a good run, man. It was a good run. I'm I'm ready for the I'm ready for the uh for the fucking the casket. That'll be my epitaph. The guy that asked about Batista's dick. There's more to come now. This podcast. Yeah, we got a podcast now. This is the this is the shit. Yeah. The the publishing stuff is starting to take off a little bit too. Well, I always pick the, you, what yeah. you got like nine books now? Yeah, I have three thrillers, uh three books about the wrestling industry and uh just co-wrote todd gordon's autobiography which should be out in they said spring 2024 that seems like a long time but and then two other thrillers that uh, you know i pick all the stable industries that are growing and and prospering books right. and wrestling interviews right yeah. yeah elon musk i'm not you're an oh. artiste i'm an artiste you're an artiste my friend you've had a you got two. You got two. You got some wonderful children. I do. I have a sixteen-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old daughter. So I'm an I'm an idiot and a hero all in the same day in the same house. Well, that, that's if you you're you're God when you, until they hit about ten, and then you're dead. You're so fucking out of it. Like I was fucking cool as fuck a minute ago when I was painting that fucking navel on Adam. <laughs> I remember Howard, hearing Howard Stern talk about that. He was like at his daughter's high school or something. He was, and she was like, "Dad, don't walk like next to me when you're here. I know you have to be here for whatever parent thing, but just like don't." don't. He's like, well, I, "I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. You know how many people who want me as a dad, but you're never. When you're the dad, you're no, never cool. You know, no, no matter who you are, you don't have the minute you fucking like the worst thing ever is you have to have your parents take you to like the the, car, the local carnival." And as soon as you get there, man, it's just like, oh, fuck, man, I just got to get away from him. I know. I think back to how I was, and I hate it because I know that's what my daughter feels. My mom used to come and pick me up. If it, I, I, I swear to God, I lived six blocks from school. I mean, I don't give a fuck if it was a, a, a category three I could have walked home. And she would pull up, and she'd toot the horn and, you know, be like, I just keep walking. She'd be like... Get in the goddamn car. Right. Uh, you're going to get fucking... I'd get home. I'd take the belt over getting a ride home. She just told her to meet you around the corner or something. I just said, come on, man. You're killing me. You're never cool fucking... enough as dads, man. We're never cool enough as dads. No, no but... Uh, fucking man. I'm, 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 I'm turning into... What, what it's, somebody said I'm turning into Stalker Channing. In what way, Rizzo? Uh, I don't know. Diamonds are a girl. No, Carol Channing. Maybe that's. Oh, no, Carol Channing. Oh, sorry, it was Carol it. Channing. <laughs> thought in, in honor of Olivia Newton John, I thought you put a reference. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? 
a new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, savewithconrad.com. We're back. <laughs> Did I have a, I have a stroke? <laughs> The dr- the dream sequence is over. <laughs> the dream sequence where you hijacked me. Um, listen, ask Nash has, hashtag ask Nash is what we ask you guys to type so we can find your questions. A very passionate app pouring as always for the man with me every week. Big Dan Ness, Kevin. Have you ever had any supernatural experiences? Ghost, UFO cryptid or otherwise yes thanks the show's amazing let's hear it um it, it, it's too long to tell but i actually did a ghost stories and um i was in a i was in the uh the marriott in uh bella Guardia, and i woke up and there was like smoke bellowing in the ceiling of this of my room and um, we were upstairs shooting uh, Marcus Bagwell that night. That's what, ah, that's what it was at the LaGuardia. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, like all of a sudden I saw this like metallic figure like in the end of my bed, you know, like a like an energy source thing. And right before I'd left, my wife, who was pregnant with my son, had uh, like really had a, a, an episode where she like beyond spot blood. And um, I took her to the doctor, and we ended up having to get her a, a doula and everything else before I'd go on the road. And um, but anyway, so the next day, and this is still AT and T calling cards and all that. Like, as soon as this energy left in front of me, um, I turned the lights on, and it was there was no smoke, there was no nothing. I was like, what the fuck? So, but I did look at the clock. And then, so I told my wife, and she. The next day, I called when I got to LaGuardia Airport. I said, "You're not going to believe what happened." She goes, "You're not going to believe what happened." And she basically told me the exact same story at the exact same time happened to her while she was in Arizona. What do you attribute it to? What do you think? What was the? I think it was my mom saying that my son was going to be okay. My son went when my son went to his uh, to, to kindergarten his first day. He. Uh, it was you know kind of terrified as most kids are, and um, he um, came back and he said, um, you know, I said, how was your day? And his mom asked how his day was, and he said, it's fine, you know, because uh, uh, you know, Bobby's there. And we're like, Bobby he goes, yeah. He goes, where? He said, where was Bobby? And he goes, well, when I was walking in, he was on top of the roof. So I asked him a couple more questions. Like he had a white T-shirt on, jeans, which was my dad's mo when he wasn't at work. So I so I took a I took because back then, you know, if you were fucking poor, you had black and white uh, senior pictures, the little gimmick ones, whatever the fuck they are, trading card size. So I put a bunch of my friends and uh, their their senior pictures, and I put my dad's senior picture from from rouge high and um my son just pointed like this just went that's bob right there 
And you're talking about fucking one of those deals where you get that like, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. So mom told me that he's going to, he's, he's going to make it and dad's looking out for him. So, wow, that's hot. Yeah. And, and, and I'm questioning, I'm questioning fucking the naval thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. You better rethink all this before you go. Before you check out, you better make amends. Uh, I'll ask for forgiveness before we go to bed tonight. Danielle Halcon, my wife is a wine drinker, and I know Dick. Well, you got to have a PhD in something, I guess. What is a great red wine that would surprise her? We have had the Silver Oak and Rombauer. And what was the issue with 19 Crimes, by the way? I just, uh, I just it tastes cheap. And he just doesn't have, I don't know. Now, the Silver Oak and Rombauer, of which he speaks, are. Rombauer, Rombauer if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the Rombauer that I've had is a Zinfandel. And it is, I mean, it's it's very bold. Uh, Silver Oak's always a, a good bottle of wine. Like they'd make a bad bottle of wine. So what's a, what's a good one that he can surprise her with? He only um, knows Dick, not not wine. Try surprising her with your dick, maybe. Okay, I mean, Bluetooth.com. I, mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what his price range is. You can't go wrong with a bottle of Camus. Love a Camus. Cab. Camus Cab's always great. Twenty twenty. Well, no, no, no. Twenty eighteen was the one. Um, so keep them under fifty bucks. Where, where, what can you do under? 50? Under Camus 50. is going to run you about what eighty five down by you. Uh, seventy nine. Oh, that's not bad. 79. Yeah, seventy nine. Um, under under fifty. Yeah. I'll tell you, a, a good bottle of wine day in, day out uh, is Franciscan Cabernet. So maybe a $22 bottle of wine. Usually Franciscan, about a, okay. Usually between an 88 to 91 rated wine. Very good. Um, Easy 401, what was the issue with Shane Douglas, Candido, and Bigelow and The Click? Uh, did you ever get along with him? Any chance Triple H will have him return for Hall of Fame or no due to bad blood? I guess that's Shane Douglas he's mentioning since the other two are dead. I never, I don't remember having a, a problem with Shane. Um, I mean, we've worked, we, we've worked, you know, since on in, indies and shit together. So I don't have, I, I've always liked Shane. Is uh, is Triple H okay with him? Is this? Uh, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Paul had any problem. Okay. Uncaged rage, Kevin. Many wrestlers throughout their career have used music from licensed artists as intro music. Undertaker used Limp Bizkit. CM Punk used Kill Switch Engine, and Triple H always had a Motorhead hard on. If you were to pick one song per gimmick of yours, what would they be? Here's one for you. This is the honest to God truth. I actually shot the video for it. Um, when they made me champion, they were gonna they were gonna have me come out to George Thorogood's "Bad to the Bone." That worked. And they found out it was a hundred grand, and they said, "Yeah, we'll put a fucking." <laughs> Thanks for the push, motherfuckers. Yeah. That's uh, what that riff would have cost them. Nah, 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 nah. Hundred yeah, grand. Yeah. Huh? yeah. 
Now, back in the day, they didn't pay for like fucking uh, another one bites the dust for JYD uh, and uh, uh, the Eye of the Tiger for Hogan. They just played it, right? I I, I don't think they could on network. I mean, maybe they did it hot. We we used to just bastardize shit. Like me and Scott came out of the Fuji's ready or not for for years on house shows. Right. The house shows are I guess a little different than yeah, they, broadcasting. Yeah. The Blue I, I, Meanie has written us. Remember Meanie? Yeah. Hey Kevin and Sean, love the show. Kevin popped me huge with the Dokken and Rat mentions. Are there any other hair metal era bands that you're into besides Dokken and Rat? Uh, I'm jamming out to some Tesla. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Oh, hair bands. Oh, I'll give you them all. I'm, I'm, I'm of, I'm of that era. I mean, I, I, I think Judas Priest has got to be in there. Well, and ironically, he didn't have hair. Yeah, but on I mean, his Eddie, head. Yeah, but Eddie did. Eddie, the fucking monster. That was always. Oh, that was Iron Maiden. No, that's Iron Maiden. Yeah, sorry, Iron Maiden. I'm sure. I'm sure my Detroit roots. <laughs> he had. Let's see. He had Slaughter, Poison, uh, Warrant. Does Motley go with that? Yeah, I guess Motley technically could be considered the hair band era, right? The well, L.A. Would, scene, they were actually, part of the Sunset Strip I mean, strip the scene. beginning of Bon Jovi, was they were a hair band, weren't they? I would consider them uh, that early stuff, yeah. 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 I actually saw, in 1986, I was, I don't know, 12? No, 14, 13. And a friend of mine's sister drove us to see Rat. And uh, the opening act was a, a local up-and-coming band named Bon Jovi. So, nice. Saw them before they were corrupted. I saw the Bob Seger system when I was growing up. Now, being in Detroit, they had a very healthy music scene, as MC, you may or MC, may not know. Yeah, the MC5, I think, was the first time somebody said motherfucker on a, on a vinyl. Oh, really? <laughs> You got the jab, motherfuckers! We go to somebody's basement and play that 93 times. Yeah, the MC5. Stephen O'Freddy, who could draw a higher crowd at their current age? Hogan or Flair? Today. I think, I think, uh, oh, God, I mean, Hulk's beat the fuck. So. But just seeing them in person, right? That's the draw. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, I think, you know, I, I read a lot of comments on a lot of different things. It's just like, I'm going with the Kenny Rogers on that one. You got to know when to know when to fold them. You good with Terry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wished him happy birthday, and he didn't say thanks, but I'm not going to bring that up and fucking on anything live. <laughs> Glenn, what are your earliest memories of John Cena? You were on the roster with him back in 02 and 03. Uh, did you have any encounters in the early days? That prick was hard to beat to the gym, I tell you that, Matt. I always liked the guys that, that you know, like he was one of those guys that had, on a TV day, you'd go in there and he'd be fucking squatting 500 pounds. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, man, you got a TV match. But he's, I, I always liked John. I, I, I never had, a, I never have a, 
a bad word to say about him. He worked his ass off. Were you able to see superstardom in him as a young man? Um, the only thing that, um, I, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought he had it, had what it took. But one thing, I think we were at, um, God, were we, did we run into each other like the fucking at the firehouse in Venice, or maybe it was even backstage or something? But I remember when I, I, I he said um, to me, he goes. You know, you told me something a long time ago, and I, and I always like, took heed to it. That when you when you walk to the ring in a t-shirt, like all the, like when they would hand out the NWO shirts, like the guys would be like, "Give me a medium," because they'd want it skin fucking tight, right? And I'd always take like a three X or the biggest I could get, because and I told John, I said, and he said, you know. He asked me for advice. Says always wear a baggy T-shirt because, if, especially if you're not, you know, you're not going to work in it. So when you take it off, there's a, I mean, there's that fucking like, holy fuck, like that guy's got a good physique. As yeah, opposed to a fucking, moment there, as opposed to fucking having a, a, a T-shirt sprayed on you. And John yeah. actually, and if you look, I mean, throughout his career, he always wore the oversized T-shirt. That's true. So. If if if, if that, uh, and I think when you really like look at his entire career, that's probably the most important thing is that fucking that big T-shirt when it comes down to. That was it. Listen, the branding they did with all his fucking shit and the different colors and everything made him a fortune. Yeah, Terriers against Tony Khan. Really enjoying the podcast. What is your all-time dream starting NBA five? Great question time I'm gonna go uh magic at one mm-hmm um Jordan at Jordan I'm gonna go magic at one Kobe at two Jordan at three and I'm gonna go um Kareem and, and, and Shaq at the blocks. Kareem over over Wilt over yeah. Bill, Bill Russell. Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Okay. Who are your forwards? Well, I mean, Kareem would actually be my, my, my power forward. Shaq would be my center. Oh, Shaq would be your center. Okay. And uh, who, who was your small forward? A Kobe? Yeah. Yeah. No Larry, huh? No, 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 no Larry no. Love? But then actually when I look at it, I, I because um, I would go Magic, Kobe, LeBron, and then put um, Shaq and, and Jabbar. So okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm bringing his, I'm bringing to bring Jordan off the bench. Really? Yeah. That's outrageous. It's worth $3 billion. Like, he doesn't need a spot. (laughs) That's a need a spot. Big Hollywood Six. Come on, Kevin Nash. I live in El Passout City. Now I'm wondering, as I'm typing this, since I'm a fan slash unknown honorary bad guy click band member, what other names did y'all have for the cities you were in? The greatest of all time was it was always Tommy Rich. 
Tommy Rich had it was uh, Pensacola was Pecola, <laughs> but Mon- Montgomery was Monkey Town. That motherfucker boy. He had them all. I was boy. gonna say, do it as time talking about Monkey Town. Yeah, We're going to Monkey Town. I tell you right now, man. He, you sell out Monkey Town, you done something, man. That motherfucker, that's a hard bill to sell out Monkey Town. If I fuck him, that motherfucker be colder. It's just, that motherfucker rocks. People love a little Tommy, don't they? Fuck yeah. You know, I'm looking at the fucking boot. We didn't do the bunkhouse stampede. We did do bunkhouse we, buck. Buck, which, I mean, that is a treasure in its own. I guess, right? I mean, as a consolation, guys, I know you guys are going to be pissed off again, but we, you at least got bunkhouse something. Plus, Next week, bunkhouse stampede. I'm and, saying, I'm going on record. Jericho Hardwaite is in his last match. So we got that. I think he hardwaite on his last podcast, which gave him a little bump. I love Chris. You see his fucking feet on Instagram? What was that all about? His feet? I, I got to talk. Yeah, he's, he's like missing a toenail. It's, I, I put on his uh, thing. I said, what did you do? Run a, the uh, Iron Man Asphalt fucking 30K? His feet are so... You got you to gotta go on his Instagram and look at his look at his feet. No, thank you. Click. This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast T. Producer Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence by Wesley Burlinson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2022. Butch and Sundance Media. Kev? You want to do another? Fuck yeah. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? SaveWithConrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com.